I said diamond hearts, glass hearts, broken heart, false start, soul of music, man, god damn it, that's a lost start, paging God, paging God, I don't think that she can hear me, cause it's high by my feet, I got demons walking near me, but all fans, loving sins, loving sex, fake niggas, a bit of rex, Set up straight. Look at me. <laughs> I talk to me. I talk back. It's your boy Jay. Your boy Mel. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Pass the Word. Absolutely. Here we go. Today, we're going to be talking about resiliency. But before we get into that, hey, make sure y'all like, subscribe, comment if you want to. Hey, let's get into it, dog. Right. Uh, one more thing before we hop in. Um, we want to send out prayers to uh, Maine right now and, and all the families that were affected by what's going on. Deepest condolences, and we're praying for you and your families out there. And uh, hopefully they can, you know, do their job and, and bring this man to justice. Yeah, that stuff's uh, absolutely crazy. You know, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't understand why people do stuff like that. You take in family members away from people. It's just sickening. Like, we got to do better as a whole. I mean. We got to treat each other better. Yeah. Got to do better by each other. Too much crime going on here in America. We should, you know, love each other, not be taking lives. I don't know. Maybe that guy has something mental, you know, mentally wrong with him. Um, I, I don't know. I really, I don't care. What I care about is that these families are grieving because someone, you know, had a selfish act you know, that they took out on someone else. We're keeping y'all in our prayers. We pray, you know, that God begins to heal us as a nation. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're going to step right into this resiliency. Right into it. Man, resiliency. What does that mean to you when you think of the word resiliency, root word to be resilient? Well, first off, you know me. I like to give that textbook definition. Absolutely. And then I'll tell you what it means to me. And I, I'm going to give you guys two definitions. Here we go. The capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties. Toughness. I like this one. The ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape. Elasticity. In my own words, let's say someone, you know, goes through something in life. It could be to the point where they're almost breaking, mm. but they have that will, mm -hmm. you know, that, that mindset to not give up mm -hmm. and not allow what's going on in their life to affect them, you know, as a whole, you know, to let's say they, they have a goal or something that they want to reach or, you know, maybe they want to be somewhere in life. Mm -hmm. That stuff that they're going through, it may affect them at some point in time, but they don't let that like consume them right. and, and take over their life. Right. And then they bounce back and they get back to where they need to be. That path that they were on. Right, right, you right. Know, the ultimate goal is to get to it from point A to point B. Yep. And they don't allow anything to stop that them. Way that elastic to me, you know. I thought about a rubber band pulling at you and uh, pulling you. Sometimes you pull, stretch you out a lot, man, but you always... Bounce back because you got that testinal yeah. fortitude to come back, to bounce back, you know, in spite of everything that's going on or everything that's, that's keeping you from getting to that, that goal. You're able to resist that pull. If I do recall, you came up with this topic now. I'm going to do this for you guys because I need y'all to have a little bit of uh, backstory on me and Jay. With me, I'm more of... If you got a bush right there, I, I'm going straight through it. Now, Jay going to go through the bush, but Jay going to fill the bush out and he going, you know, he going he going to inspect it. I don't care about the bush. I need y'all to understand. I want y'all to have full all of me. When I get up here, Jay be like, hey, man, you, you always coming for me. I'm not coming for you, though. I just want you to tell that story so they can get, they can get your truth, you know? Yeah. So Jay came up with this topic. So I, I questioned him about it, and I was like, well, what are you looking for to get out of this topic? Some of the topics we don't even have to rehearse. We just go into it. But for this one, I was like, look, man, I need to know where we going with this. With that being said, man, 
We here now. Yeah. You know, we here. Yeah, we here. Tell the people, because we all going, we're going to learn today. Like this topic came up to you for a reason. Uh, when you, yeah. when you hear that word resiliency, what does that mean to you? And can you, you know, elaborate. Give, give, story. Give, give me a story. Give story on, time. On that, on how, why that word, you know, came up. Just like I said earlier, I feel like the root word, you know, the root word of resiliency is is to resist. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I really wanted to speak about this topic is today because I feel like it's it's, it's necessary to address this. Uh, I feel like a lot of people within the military itself, you know. A lot of uh, Marines I've worked for and, you know, worked with and uh, some that have worked under me, some of them lack resiliency. This new generation, they've been raised with the mindset that it's okay to quit mm-hmm. or it's okay to, hey, like, I don't, I don't want to do this no more because it's not working. It's not instantly working in their favor. Not the instant gratification. I don't want to do it because they're like, oh, man, I'm bored with this. I don't like this. I'm not getting results right now, right now, right now. And you know that's the complete opposite of what resilient is, or being to or to be resilient, or resiliency in itself. Man, you got to you know, you got to build in order to you know progress yourself. Because not everything's gonna be easy, right? It's, and if it's being if it's easy, then is it worth it? Is, now, is it worth it? You are you asking me? No, I'm just saying like, is, okay. is anything really? Is it really worth it? If it's something that you can get immediately or if it's something that you can, you know... Because hey, I'm about to pull that recruit out now. I'm just... Is it worth it, though? Like, what, she, how would you really feel if something was just given to you? Now, the reason I said I was about to bring the recruit out because those questions that I ask, mm-hmm. I will always ask, you know, my police and stuff, before they even join the, 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 the depth program, like, mm-hmm. the depth, you know, some of them, I ask them that question. Like, which one would you, would you appreciate more mm-hmm. if... You got two of the same cars. One was given to you by your parents or the one you worked hard for and you paid money for yourself. Which one would matter more to you? Some will be confused because they never, they were always given stuff. They never, ever had to go through anything. But the ones that were, Did, had to get out the mud, what they say. Or, in the trenches. Man. Those kids had a, a backstory. Mm-hmm. The first thing they said was, I would, I would absolutely cherish that car that I paid for more because I had my blood, sweat, and tears poured into that car. Absolutely. And I, versus the one of my mom and dad, I'll trash that car. Right, because I know I'm going to get another one. Exactly. They, I, ain't, what, I ain't learning nothing about the situation. Right. There's no consequences to the actions of the situation. Nope. Man, you cannot build resiliency with that. Growing up, you know, I've always, you know, I had resiliency before I joined the Marine Corps. Stuff in life, events in life will help you build that resiliency you know, we always hear this saying that says, uh, what doesn't kill you make you stronger. Oh, Lord. Now, Stop it's some, now. It's some truth Don't take that. me back, man. There's some truth in that now. Don't um, take me back because I heard those words, man, used a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. Yeah, man. As I, I'm, I, you know, I thank God and I'm thankful for, you know, all the old heads and, you know, my grandparents. It came from a harder life than we did. I, I think, think that, that word was built off of them. It had to, off the backs. Absolutely. Off the backs of our ancestors, man, because it's stuff that we went through, you know, and stuff that we, we're going through still today that people don't want to recognize, but we're still going through it today that has built resiliency. That we have no choice but to be resilient. But, you know, my mother, I watched my mom, you know, she raised uh, my sister and I, and, she, you know, she was working three jobs at one time. And I know my mom was, you know, going through some, some tough times, you know, but she remained resilient. She remained uh, intact. She knew she had a goal. She knew that there was going to be an end state at some point in time. She may couldn't see it then, but she knew what she was working towards. And she knew, hey, ain't nobody coming to get us. Ain't nobody coming to save us. Mm-hmm. I got to get it how I live. And I got to take care of it. Because mm-hmm. these kids didn't ask to be in this world. Right. But I'm going to take care of them. Um, so let me ask you this, though. Seeing your mom you know, in, in that state, like where she had it, you know, pretty much get it out the mud. Like, how did that make you feel though? You know, it made me feel like, man, like no matter what's going on, you know, she's still working these jobs, you know, and some, as a kid, sometimes you don't understand like what, what's going on. 
you don't understand like why we got to move now why we got to do this man while we at work with moms and whatnot you don't really understand and appreciate what they were doing for you at that time right you just yeah. didn't know and, right and, and it's, it's not, not your fault, fault right because you're a kid and you and a kid wants what the kids want right and um, don't understand the sacrifices don't understand like they ain't able to get it yeah but me then as a child i don't understand that i just no. thought stuff was like Hey, mama, go get it. She get it. Like I didn't understand the value of money, none of that stuff, until I got older. But now you you understand, mm-hmm. and uh, the things that you've seen then, you're doing with your kids. Absolutely. You know, so they understand, but they don't they don't have it as hard as you did. But no. they they still for me, I don't I don't allow my daughters to just get stuff handed to them because I don't want them to get that mindset. You know that. Everything just because they my kids, I gotta give them, give them, give them, and oh, they ask for it, so it has to happen. Because you got some people, and this ain't this ain't a knock on anybody, but if you always handing your kids stuff, then where do they learn how to be resilient? Yep, they don't learn the value of nothing. They don't appreciate anything that's given to them. Right, and then they go out in the real world, and they expect everything to just Mm -hmm. happen. It's supposed to just unfold. Right. Like, you know how they say money don't grow on trees? Right. They expect the money to really grow on trees. Right. <laughs> like, come they on. get mad and throw a fit. Right. And start doing what, what unknown they, crap. Just getting what, what pitching fits. To, what they used to call it back in the day? A hissy fit. That's what they call it, man. I heard. They're throwing a hissy fit. Sprawling out on the floor and, and mm. kicking your legs and crying and stuff. Sh- carrying sh- on. Carrying on. Showing out. That's all right. I'll show out too now. <laughs> but yeah, man, I just seen that and it's a. Like, I always was like, she going to make it work. I never had to worry. I didn't know that as a kid that she was going to take care of business, mm-hmm. you know. And um, my father wasn't as present as he should have been. My God, my God. I'm not saying that to, you know, pick fights or point stuff. A young man needs his father in his life. Absolutely. It's crucial, especially during those younger phases in your life. And you know what? I, I like that you said that because, and this isn't a knock on women. A woman can raise a son, but there's a difference. Like, I can raise my daughters, mm-hmm. but there's always going to be a difference. Right. Always. You can't never give them what their mama can give them. Exactly. You never because, give them that. first off, they're more relatable to their mom. They got mm-hmm. the same body parts. Yeah. They got they do their hair together. Mm-hmm. They freaking put on makeup. I ain't putting no makeup on. Like, now they ask me, hey, dad, like girl, you, dad, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I'm not putting that makeup on and going out like or when teaching get, them about women things that ha- women that, things that happen to women. Right. You can't teach them about that. Exactly. That. Right. And that's the difference mm-hmm. with men. Mm-hmm. You you need that guy. Absolutely. You need that father figure in yep. your life because they're showing you things that men are doing. Right. Like they're just things that. Women don't have right. that men have. Right. And if you and women you, can't show you that the way your father could, you know, absolutely teach you mm-hmm. like so you know what's ahead. And I say that because again, I'm not saying that women can't do it. Like my mom did it. She raised me. And the story that you tell is quite similar. My mom would get up. There's a huge hog plant, and I'm from Smithfield, Virginia. If y'all see the packages at the grocery store that say Smithfield Foods, that's where it comes from. Hamtown, baby. That's where I'm from. They have two large plants. You know, my mom would get up early in the morning. Early in the morning. I'm talking like 3 o'clock in the morning. Go to work. She was working there for 18 years, man. 18 years. And sometimes she'd come home, her hands be hurting. But my dad wasn't present in my life. And at a young age, I remember him. I would see him. He would get locked up every now and then, right? Well, who are you telling me? <clears throat> and that's tough, man. The last time I remember, the last time he had got out of jail, and then I, he, my cousin down the road, God rest her soul, she just passed away. She said, "You know, he had a party, but she he was out there, and he was like, hey, I promise you, I'm not going back to jail, man.' I gave it not two weeks later. This dude was in prison." 20 years, dog. And I'm telling you, my dad was I'm, in and out of prison as well, man. In and out. Yeah. You know, and uh, at one point, you know, I had resentment mm-hmm. because of that. Because I was like, dang, I feel like I missed out on on my dad. Like, I didn't, I, I'm not out here. 
I can't play catch with my dad. Kids out here playing catch. Nope. You know, stuff like that, kickball and stuff like that, and you know, football and stuff, and and I ain't really had that. And that's the thing, like, I might have been ten. <laughs> the next time I saw my dad, I was thirty. And I'm telling you, don't all through all through school, like what what that did, man. Like I ended up raising myself, and what I would do, I would look for men that, that were around the community that football, to look up to, basketball, yeah. yeah, to look up to. They weren't even doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like I could never find what I was looking for, right. and I wasn't looking for somebody to be my dad. I was just looking for somebody that I could be close to, right. you know, that could teach me how to be a man, right. And like I, a real man, not the definition of what people think a real man is. A real man. Like, and, and I kept getting let down. Right. So then, you know. Talk about building some, that's building some, that's some, boy. What I ended up doing, like I said, was make, build, making myself into the man that I thought was right. I'm not saying it was wrong because it just, it wasn't what I was looking for. Right. Now, no one's perfect. But the things I was looking for, like somebody could have, could have helped. Yeah, somebody could have stepped in and did, you know. Yeah, they could have gave me a little bit of their time, guidance or something. You know what I'm saying? A little mentorship, something. Right. What it ended up doing was, you know, making me rough around the edges and not trust people. And when I joined the Marine Corps, I had a huge issue with trusting people, and I still do, because I was just gonna say that, bro. Like the stuff that we experienced there, like me, you know, <clears throat> a lot of stuff that happened. You know, during our childhood, it progresses into your adulthood. Absolutely. And, you know, they may have, like I said, during that time, my dad, you know, may have didn't really understand really what was going on because he was thinking more of himself versus, you know, his kids and his family that he had made. And what happens is issues that don't get fixed. You know, as a child, like you you deal with this as an adult. It's like putting a Band-Aid on open wound. Yes, sir. It never heals. It doesn't. And you expected to heal, but it really doesn't. Because it was never, it was never properly given a chance to heal, to heal properly. Exactly. Nobody wanted to tell you. You know, you we were talking about the other day, man, when you were saying like us as a as a black man, it's things that are expected of us mm -hmm. as a black man. The way the culture looks at us, mm -hmm. um, the way we should be, how we should move, how we should act, and that we can't have feelings or we can't feel a certain type of way. If we do feel a certain type of way, then hey, you soft or... You're hey. angry. And it's just like, man, like, shoot, we... Either way... We're human. We are, and we are. That's the thing. We are. <clears throat> we are. But I don't care about any of, of that stuff. Like, I care less what people think about me. Because if I did, then I would be somebody else. I would be what they want me to be. Exactly. And that's why this topic, for me, like, is important because... I don't just want the people to understand. I want my father to understand. And I want people that work with me and know me to understand where I come from. Because everybody has a different background. They do. And what I don't want people to think is that just because I went through that stuff, I don't want them to treat me a certain type of way. That's not it. I'm a grown man. Absolutely. First and foremost. Yes, sir. But I feel like there's somebody out there too, whether in the military or not, because what I'm telling you happened before I joined the military. Yep. And then when I came in, I expected that too, because they say, quote unquote, they're supposed to be the, the big brother, little brother, right. you know, supposed to teach you how to be institution. a man. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But then we got leaders that are not that. They're missing the mark, dog. Missing the mark. Missing the mark. And I've experienced it at every freaking level. Yeah. And I think that it is sickening and it needs to be said. Somebody needs to to change it. Yeah. In in order for change to occur, it has to be brought up. It has to be noticed. Somebody to take note, like, oh, maybe we we are, maybe we're not doing it right. Maybe we're not, you know, crossing all our T's and dotting all our I's because it ain't it ain't happening. Well, I'm not gonna say that it's not happening because there are some leaders out there that are are damn good. And I, I I like that because I, I see some of them out there that's doing the do. I'm speaking as a whole, as an organization. Yes, as a as a whole, because there are some things out there that are unbecoming. And um <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting it out there. Cause I don't I don't want people to think that 
it's just all negative because right. it's not. You can't have the good without the bad. Absolutely. I'm sorry. People need to know that. Like, you don't get the good, the bad, the ugly. Like, we we just going to keep it straightforward because that's what y'all want. The realistic talking. The topic for me, I just got to give it to y'all raw. Yeah, man. It's uh, <laughs> like bro. resiliency. Is just, it's a tough topic. That's why I wanted to talk about it, bro, because yeah. like you, in order for change to occur, in order for somebody to grow, there's got to be some resilient moments in your life. It's got to be some some failures in your life for you to test the times. That man, I took his mic. Because Don't it, mind me. I'm getting comfortable over here. It's got to be some resiliency. And things are going to try you in life that's going to build that resiliency for you. It hasn't been an instance in my life where I haven't had to be resilient. Right. That, and... That's that's the God honest truth, you know, with me as well. Just because like people expect you to be, they expect you to be a certain way. Like you said earlier, and then we were also talking about this, you know, off camera too. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because these conversations we be having, like it's pouring into, you know, into this, this, um, to the community. Right. Because we giving it. And I, I remember we were setting up the lights and the conversation came up because I was talking to my brother or something like that. Mm -hmm. An example, if somebody says something to you, right, and you didn't say anything back and it's a few times they do it and you just kind of, in your head is like, you know, I get what they're saying and I understand it, but I'm going to let this go. Because I'm bigger than that, right? Right. And that's what happens. Yeah. A, a lot of times in my in, in my career, I'm like, hey, I'm just going to let them have it. I pick People, and choose the things that I want to, because I know what you're saying. Well, I know what you're getting at, but is it worth my energy? It's not. And that's get, why I said mm -hmm. I'm going to let them have it, because I'm bigger than that. Right. And that's, that's just- That's part of resiliency, too. That's just me being- mm -hmm mature right. and some people where they come from all they know is being petty and calling out everything and trying to pick and nitpick and right. blah 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 whatever tearing but, people down tearing people down exactly they feel better about themselves so with that it's like they every time you say hey whatever I'm turning a blind eye mm -hmm. to them in their head that's you being they, them getting over and they feel like they got you mm -hmm. and then when you meet up with them the next time you say, you know what? I'm going to let this person know where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. They say something to you. Hey, hey, boss, I got it. You feel this type of way, but I need you to relax. Right. You disrespected me, and I'm not going to allow it. Now they're mad because you said something back. They just knock it they down. expected you not to, to say keep anything. on turning a blind eye. Right. Now, because you did that, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't make me a bad person. Mm-hmm. And because you set yourself up for failure, don't don't hate me. Right. Don't hate me because right, because you thought you, you right. thought I was some that somebody right. else. You thought I was that person. Now but you I'm know. that dude. Now you know that I'm that Exactly. Right. Now right. you know because when I tell you how I feel, mm -hmm. you should be understanding yep. and you should stop your crap. Mm -hmm. You know, and vice versa. If that was me and you tell me, all right, dude, I got it. I respect that. Right. But I, I'm not gonna feel uh, the difference between me and the other people that do it. I don't hold grudges. And as a leader, you shouldn't do that. Mm -mm. I'm sorry. You should not hold grudges as a leader. And if you do that, <laughs> you need to take that toxic stuff somewhere else. Not toxic. Not but, dipping uh, it back in. <laughs> but it is, dude, it's just, again, like, this, the topic is um, touchy for me because, like I, I, I told a part of my story and I, I for sure won't done. I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna let you finish it, man, because it, the people need to know. They yeah. need to know where you come from and why you the way you are. Because a lot of people don't understand it, and you don't want people to misconstrue. Mm -hmm. You leaving room for people to make their own assumptions about situations. Well, but you don't give it if they assume. You know, they, hey. you know. <laughs> but yeah, man, you you to get the context behind it because often people. I'm gonna tell you, man. Like as a, I'm. A, <laughs> You know, I try. I usually try to sugarcoat it. You know, I try to ease my way into the talk stuff, but to I'm, him. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real. Yeah. A black man, uh, dog. People expect a lot from a black man. 
I'm gonna tell you, man, I don't think anybody on this earth has had it hard as a black man. It's certain things that are expected of people of color. Jay, I'm sorry to cut you off. Hey. But you you know, you know how I feel about that. That that word. The people of color? Yes, because I, I just want, and I want to put this out here. Where did that come from? You know where it came from. But but can you explain to me? Because I should have brought a box of crayons, right? <laughs> so I could get people to fully understand where I'm coming from. Or the color, yeah. When right. you say people of color, mm-hmm. I don't understand why it has to be associated with black, brown, white. yellow, blah, blah, blah. Because white is white a color is in, the box. in the crayon I that's box. What it's in there. It's in there. When you open it up, white is the color. So when you say people of color, everybody has a color to them. You're absolutely right. So bro. why do we keep saying people of color and then associate black people with it? Because that pisses that, me off. You right, dog. It's a standard. America it's needs a, to stop doing that. And I see a lot of black people accepting that. That's not a thing. Right. People of color? Come on, man. What We're the hell? We color. might as well still be back in the 60s with that. I mean. People of color? Come on, people. Let's let's do better. That come on. Well, I was, let me get back because I'm gonna get Mel all Mel getting there, man. He going there. Black men. We always end up with the short end of the stick. And um, and it's, it's no reason for that. Everybody should be treated the same way. And that's just not happening. And that's America. That's the thing that America needs to work on. Because we're all people. We all believe the same. The goal is to do better in life. The goal is to be better in life. It's to live as citizens. They said in America where people come to have their dreams come true. Mm. And people come to have a better life. You can't have a better life in a divided country. It's divided here. And we always find ourselves on the latter end of the deal. And for what? For what? Because it ain't no, it's not no, that's not a legitimate reason why you're treating us this way. It's not. And anything, and, the reason, and we definitely shouldn't be getting treated like in today. It's 2023. The only time or any, the only reason that, that this is even happening people are getting treated differently is because it's being taught because you're not born with it. It is a learned behavior. You're right. Because you, somebody like has said, to teach it. They're not born right. coming out that way. Right. And they're watching. Because babies don't know the difference between colors and none of that stuff. Babies don't know none of that. They're no. innocent. They no. don't know anything. They have to be taught. I'm, I'm sorry, Mel. They have to be taught. It comes with thinking, raising somebody. But I was also thinking about something else that they say that, that kids come out knowing that they're a certain type of way. It has to be taught. But it's it's okay. It has to be taught. We ain't coming for that today. We ain't coming for that today, Mel. We ain't coming for I that guess, today. I'm going to get back to me. But I, I guess if... if uh, I guess Ooh. that guy that's running around shooting people, he, he came out that way. He didn't. It was a learned behavior. Maybe something in the military. You know he was in the Army. He was an army reserve, so maybe something he had ran. And then the thing about it, they said, I'm not going to get too much into that topic, but they did say that people already were noticing things about him at work, but did anybody speak up about the situation? Was it even was it brought up? How can somebody know to fix something if it's not brought? Toxic. You know what? Hey, listen, we're going to leave that one alone. That's rough, man. It is. That's rough. As y'all can see, Y'all notice that when we talk about these different topics and stuff, uh, we try to stay as much as possible on the on the straight road, but then we end up veering off sometimes because it, it brings up a lot. So that's why we, we do it the way we do it. And we're working back to it. We know what the topic is. Yeah, absolutely. get right back on it. And, but y'all like it, though, so don't act like y'all <laughs> don't. Because y'all do. Now, Mel, you was telling me about the story that you did, and I, and, and I want to, I for one, want to know what the rest of it's about. You're not just going to put it out in front of us and not talk to us about it. The reason, like, I brought that up because it's a very sensitive uh, subject to me just because not having my father in my life, like, that that played a major role. And like I said, I was looking for that and, and other men that I thought were, that would give a good example. And I'm not saying that they, they didn't, but it just wasn't, like, they, they never didn't. quite hit where you needed it to hit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that stuff 
it 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 made me who I am today. And I end up raising myself into a man. Like my mom, she's still married, you know, to the same guy, but he wasn't there mm. all the time. Mm. So and that's not my dad. Right. That's my stepdad. Right. So he wasn't there all the time. Mm-hmm. And that I had to be the man of the house. Mm-hmm. My sister's older than me. I'm the oldest boy. Mm-hmm. It's four of us. It's one girl, three boys. I had to be the man early on. I had to show my brothers that I was there for them. Right. I had to protect the house. They looked up to me. We did everything together. Right. But you needed that. You didn't get that nourishment. You didn't need, You didn't get that. I had to be a and man. You, right. You own. had to figure it out on your own. And then my brother that's right behind me, mm-hmm. he ended up getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. And you know what hurt me the most? That me and him couldn't play on the football team together because he got in trouble. Bro, I'm telling you right now, me and him would have been in the NFL right now mm-hmm. because we were that good. Mm-hmm. I messed up my shoulder. And then from there, I, I went into the, the military. But had it not been for that, then, hey, who knows what would have happened. But going through that stuff that I went through, man, I'm telling you, not having my brother there and then my dad, like, he, my brother was there, but he he got in trouble. So he got kicked out of school. Mm-hmm. And that took a toll because I wanted him on the field with me. I wanted right. to be there to, to be big brother, but it was things that I couldn't always control because I wasn't always around him when he got in trouble. Right. And then he's like, man, it was affecting him as much as it was affecting you. Now, I'm just going to be honest with you. Me and my sister got the same dad. Mm-hmm. My brother under me, mm-hmm. he he got a different dad. Mm-hmm. So watching him go to his dad's house. Mm-hmm. Another, yeah. And him coming back with new stuff, shoes, all that stuff. And then, you know, that that's what I had to deal with. You know, man. but that in itself, man, like the things he would do, my brother, he was more outgoing. Mm-hmm. I would be at home. I would be in the newspaper every Friday for football. Mm. Bro, every week. Every week my name was in the newspaper. You know who was reading my clips? Who was your dad? In jail, reading them. That's my son. How you bragging about your son? Right. And you like, you like you you can do it. But what about you being there though? Because you could be in the stands. You, you could, could be, be out there cheering. You could be on. bragging to the people right. in the stands. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because of the decisions you made, you robbing me of my childhood. So I'm all state track, mm-hmm. football. Like I said before, won that championship in basketball. But those are the things that couldn't be taught anyway. Right. It would have helped because he was good at football. He was a lefty. He could throw from touchdown to touchdown on a high school football field. But those things I had to learn on my own. Wasn't there to- but I'm very talented. To this day at 37, mm-hmm. I can still get out there and run with the young boys and make them look crazy. That's just raw talent. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I needed him there for support. To this day, people will die and my family and my wife can attest to it. I don't cry. I don't. Because that's how... I did. That's a resiliency coming in again. Bro, I, I can't cry. The Marine Corps didn't help, dog. No. That it, don't help. It nothing, don't help. Dog. That don't at help all. nothing at all, bro. I don't cry. It hurts and I can feel it, but I don't cry. Hey, man, I'm glad you said it because I, th- I felt like I was the only one. You know, I don't think <clears> that I would, I would cry. It ain't that I don't feel it or recognize the pain. It's just that. I'm resilient to it. Mm-hmm. I built a resiliency towards it because I know what I need to do. I know, hey, I'm already thinking about what we need to do to get past this. Yep. Hey, this is what we need to do in order so we can put this back together. If I'm not strong, then who, who is? Yes, sir. You gotta be. You gotta be if, strong. If, if you, if all of us are all messed up, right. who's gonna lead this family? Absolutely. Who's gonna be Somebody in Somebody gotta have a clear mind and a clear head in order to move forward. Absolutely. And my wife, she tells me, she be like, man, like, you, I feel like you don't got no you feelings. You cold-blooded. You ain't got no feelings. You no. don't cry about nothing. You're, exactly. And I was like, it ain't like that. It's just not like that for me. My wife and daughters think I'm cold-blooded, man. They really do. They think I'm heartless. 
but I'm not. Mm-hmm. I care. It's just I can't. And I'm like, why? Why don't you cry when stuff happens? Because I I can't. Yeah. I don't know how. I also found other ways to deal with my grievance. Absolutely. Let me go on a motorcycle ride. Something. And then I come back. I got you. Right. Let I me go you. hunting. Right. Let me just, let me holler at my boy. Right. Let me get in this truck and goose that thing real quick. Right. Come you get know? me, dog. I need a moment. Right. You know Let's go saying? to the cigar lounge. Let's smoke, dog. Something, dog. I get it, man, because I've been told that too. And I'm not heartless. But then again, I'm not used to somebody asking me how I feel in this situation. Right. Because Nobody has ever asked me, what do you feel? What yep. are you feeling? Mm-hmm. It was always an expectancy that you a man. You need to toughen up. Mm-hmm. You need to get it done. Because if you don't do it, who going to do it? Yeah. I will say that my wife, she asked what's wrong, but it's not that she's asking. It's how she's asking. Mm-mm. You don't ask me in a way that you make me feel like um, I'm a kid or like I'm helpless. Don't oh. do not do that because I'm not helpless. Right. Just ask me, hey, hey, love, you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. And then when I tell you I'm okay, don't ask me again because I told you. Like, Well, but, it could be innocent, though. Like It, it could, could just be. be like, hey, I just want to make sure that my man good and I want to make sure he's straight for this family. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I'm the same way, though. But it's ways of asking. It, and it is. It's ways of talking. It's ways of communicating. That's what I'm getting at. You should know. You should. You should know. If not, you should be getting better at knowing. Right. When I see my wife going through something, and if I ask her, how are you doing? I can tell when I need to leave her alone. Right. Because that's me learning her. Learn, yeah. And she doesn't have to tell me more than once, like, just leave me alone. I understand that. But then I'm going to come back later on, and I'm going to still check on her again. Because that's my job. Right. But I know how to talk to her, and I know... When she needs to be by herself. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Right. So I don't mind, but people still need to understand how to communicate and deal with with their significant other. The whole situation with that man is um, crazy because I I didn't ask to go through that stuff. Right. I, I didn't ask to be born. No. I didn't ask for you to... Be locked up and not be in my life. I didn't ask for that. Nope. But you know what? I took it on a chin mm-hmm. and I went with it. I did great things. I made my mom proud because she stood beside me at senior night by herself. Now, mind you, I told you she was buried. Right. She did what she was supposed to do. And I'm sure you didn't have, wouldn't have had it no other way. No other way. Because she was there for me mm-hmm. no matter what. Right. And and I thank God for my mom being in my life. Yes, Lord. Me and my mom talk all the time on a regular. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I make sure that she's okay. Early on when I joined the Marine Corps, I said my mom took care of me for the 18 years, 19 years that I was at in her house. And now it's my turn to take care of her. That was my plan. You know, at that point in time. But then when I got married, I couldn't. Yeah, you got to shift your focus. I had to shift it. You got to leave the cleave. Yep. And all of this stuff just turns into me being more of a man to my kids. Now, I'll let y'all know, my wife's older than me. Almost 10 years older than hey. me. So when. Ain't when, nothing wrong with it, baby. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with love, it. Love don't got no age to it. It don't. But, um, never has. Someone say she robbed the crater, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> not no. selling the baby now. No. So <laughs> the thing with it though, when I met my wife, she already had three kids, three daughters, and to this day, I guarantee you, you couldn't tell those girls that I'm not their dad. And you know what? You, I'm gonna tell you a cool story because this is how messed up some of these leaders are. When I was in D.C., I'm married to my wife. Mm-hmm. And I go to check in, and the first time, a black man. I'll never, for, I, I, I'll never forget his name. I'll never forget his rank. I'll never forget his face. Mm. 
And I'm tempted to call his name. Don't do it. Don't do it. He know who he is. But we ain't, he ain't cool in my book. Because when I checked in, he looked at it, he said, your wife older than you. How old are you? And I was like, I already knew he would get. Some say you could read a room. Yeah. And some people think that because they say stuff that you don't know what they talk about. This dude going to tell me. Oh, you, you got, you got three kids. How, how, like, are they yours? I said, I mean, I didn't make them, but they, they still mine. He was like, and you, and you marry her knowing that she got three kids. I said, what? I said, what they got to do with you? I said, yeah, I'm here. So they look at me as if I'm their father. So what's the problem? First sergeant. But you're supposed to be the leader, senior advisor. Senior enlisted advisor. Right. But what are we doing here? What are we doing here? And seem like we already starting off with a toxic work environment. Exactly. But you know what? I took that. It let me know what type of what type of person I was dealing with. And at, after that, I seen him, I would never talk to him. Because first off, you disrespected me as a man and then you disrespect my wife. That right there just threw me for a loop that, you know, I have a senior leader that's just put me down. As a first time, what's your job? Let's take care of the rings. Your, that's your sole purpose. Yep. A master sergeant stays in his MOS. Absolutely. A first sergeant is there to Good order and discipline and troop welfare. He's there for troop welfare. Mm -hmm. That's his sole purpose is to take care of the Marines. And it, you're going through my stuff. Cool. Got it. That's what you're supposed to do. But when you question me and then you talk about my family, like I'm wrong for marrying a woman because she had three kids. Like, who are you? Right. Who are you to tell me what I should have? And the crazy part about it, I've been with my wife for 15 years. 15. 15. To be honest, I want to know if he even still got a family. You see what I'm saying? For me coming from a background that I came from as far as, you know, me, my dad not being in the picture, my mom raising me and having my grandpa die when I was younger mm -hmm. because he was, he was the rock of the family, right. you know, and not having him anymore, that hurt. You know, because that was the guy that, that would have been there for me no matter what. When he left, it wasn't because he wanted to leave. Nobody asked him to have a, a massive heart attack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot was put on my shoulders for me to carry. That was God's mission for me. That's what he wanted me to do. That's who. The, that's the person that he wanted me to be. Without questioning anything, I went with it. He never going to give you a situation that he know you're not able to handle. He's not going to put too much on you. But some situations are tougher than others. And that helps you build your resiliency, though. Right. He took you all the way to the point, but you didn't snap. Nope. Because I'm, I'm not built that way. Right. Which allows for growth. It allows you to grow and it allows you to be more adaptable. Yes. To the situations that may arise. So I'm glad you, you said that because when I'm in the office and I listen to things certain people say, like when we were in, in Matt together, some of the things I would bring up, it was shock the gunny that was there. And I'd be like, why is she acting that way? And it's like, she was like, why are you so calm? Because before I joined the Marine Corps, I had already seen stuff. This isn't new to me. I've heard this. I've seen this yep. before. If I keep story, seeing the same storyline right. over and over, yeah. Then you, you will become accustomed to it. That in itself, man, like it made me to be the person that I am today because even though that guy was telling me, like, oh, man, that's crazy. You were a woman, and she got three kids. But you could ask any one of those girls right now who their dad is. Without a shadow of a doubt, they're going to tell you who their dad is. I've been there for them their, pretty much their entire lives. And I made a promise to them that I wouldn't put them through what my dad put me through.
they'll never ever say they went without a father. That's what I try to do with my boys as well, man. I I never want to put them in a situation to where they have to ask and where they have to be searching for. Like, where's my dad? Why was he not there for me? I never want that for them. I never want them to have those questions. Was I not enough for him? Yeah. Because then it it puts them in that mindset of depression. Yes, sir. It, it happens. Even when I thought, like, oh, man, I've never been depressed. What I really was because I, I had a wanting for my father to be there. Yep. And I would watch these other kids spend time with their dad. And couldn't understand why yours wasn't, didn't want to be there. You know? Or wasn't able to be there. Yeah. Mm. Well, I understood. You know, when when you do selfish things or they tell you not to go somewhere when you know you're not supposed to be there and you do it, what do you expect? That's selfishness, man. Like what I said, you, and I said it earlier today, I said, like, children don't ask to be here. No. We, we didn't ask to be here. And you have a duty. You have a job. You have a responsibility to, to ensure mm-hmm. that whoever you, you know, you bring into this world, whoever the, the God blesses you to bring into this world, you have a responsibility to, to care for them, to nurture them, to teach them. You are necessary for their growth in life, mm-hmm. whether you want to come to terms with that or not. You wasn't selfish when you was doing what you was doing. Mm-hmm. You was man enough to do what you was doing. So right. you got to be man enough and you need to man up, take responsibility and do what is expected of you to do Right. as an individual, as a father. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> it's touchy. I want the people to understand because there's somebody out there that feels the same way we feel. Uh, somebody that, that's been through, you know, what we've been through. And if you need to talk about it, then talk about it. That's exactly what we're doing. If I put that wall up, is because you give me a reason to put a wall. Because I'm not automatically walking up to somebody with my right. guard up. Right. Because you've I, I to give you something. You have to show me who you are yeah. in order for me to build yeah. a wall. You know me. Like, I don't have an issue with anyone. And... I don't necessarily just walk up to people and just talk to them. I, I try to get a feel for everybody. Yep. But then eventually, like, I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? You know? Right. But once you get to talking to me, like, I'll talk to you for days. Yeah. But it's like, I'm trying to be cool with everybody. That's right. But if you think I'm kind of standoffish, don't take it the wrong way. Yeah. Don't go and create your own story. Right. Yep. Saying, your oh, this narrative. dude. Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, this dude is this way, but you don't really know how I am because you didn't even attempt to get to know who I am. Absolutely. It's easier for you to make a narrative about me. Right. If you just peel back the onion a little bit instead of being judgmental, Mm. Mm. you could actually get to know somebody because not everybody's going to walk up to you and be like, oh, hey, how you doing today? Right. And that's part of, for me, that's 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 what helped me in, in being resilient. Mm-hmm. Because I I went through stuff and I was at a point of time where I did would go up to people and and talk to them and start conversations and and try to get to know people. But people start showing you their true colors. Hey, what they what they say? Real recognize real. It do. Game re- recognize game. That's what they Absolutely. say. After so long, man, like you you stay around people long enough, they're gonna show you who you who they really are. Yeah, I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe in in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe in that. I'm not so much religious because I believe man had a lot in writing stuff, and but that's a whole nother. I'm not gonna go to that. I'm not gonna get into that. But I do believe in God, and I know that He would not allow stuff to happen to me that He knew that I wasn't able to hmm. to overcome. Preach. And he's not gonna put me somewhere where He know I can't thrive. Well, I owe a lot of that to Him for the resiliency that I have today. So I just want to let that be known that if it wasn't for him, like, I don't know where I would be. Yeah. It's just rough, man. Like, because I'm telling you, like, a lot of people look at you and you can't really tell just by looking at somebody what they've been through. Right. And they just try to take you at face value. Like, oh, he just, just cause he looked this way or he carried himself a certain way. Then he ain't been through nothing. He ain't never experienced nothing. You don't know that. And you never took the time to try to get to know that person, but yet you pass in judgment. Can't nobody judge me. It's only one one being that can judge here. I want everybody to know 
that these situations are, you know, us expressing our, our feelings and on, on this topic and not everybody has been through it. And if you haven't been through it, just listen to our stories because you may have a, a Marine or a person in your life that, you know, has dealt with something like this. So just be understanding because every person that you, that you come in contact with, whether it's your leader or subordinate, they, they come from different walks of life and they just mm -hmm. need somebody to listen. Right. And that's sometimes, that's the majority of what the time it is. Nobody took that, the opportunity to hear them out. They never, they were never, they never felt like they were heard. That causes all types of issues, man. They, people shutting down and people not wanting to express how they feel because nobody gave them a chance to speak. Mm -hmm. Or if you are listening, you're not listening to hear them, hearing what? to hear them. You're listening to respond. My man. And that's that's a that's a barrier. And you can close people off that way. Yes, sir. I so had a, you want to listen with a purpose. Yeah, I had a, a good leader, Master Hernandez. He was a gunny at the time and he he told me that. He said, Man, you gotta make sure you 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 know you listen to hear people. Listen to hear what they say. Like, don't be so quick to respond. Listen to what they're actually telling you, and you can get a better understanding of what your mm -hmm. Marines are trying to communicate to you. He was a good leader, and I'm glad he took the time out to mentor me. It kind of reminded me of another story. When I was a corporal, and I had a mentor at the time. Uh, he was a gunner sergeant. Uh, gunner sergeant Gang. He's now sergeant major. Sergeant major Gang. Shout out sergeant major Gang. Ever. <laughs> I felt like he had something against me. Oh, snap. And uh, I was like, man, he always, you know, time I turn around, he just riding me, you know what I'm saying? Every little thing. Hey, it's your fault. You know, you the senior corporal. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on, corporal? Why these corporals doing that? And I'm like, man. I'm like, yo, they, they grown as men, women. You know well, what I'm saying? That's not a good answer. That's what I, that's what I never told him that. But I was, I'm thinking that to myself. I'm like, they grown. What I got to do with that, honey? What I got to do with that? It's your responsibility, right? He said, what you don't understand. He said, you've been sitting, you've been here, so you know how to do these things. Mm -hmm. He said, you should be mentoring the other corporals, bringing the other corporals in. Y'all get on the same page. These junior Marines won't be cutting up like they cutting up on y'all. Yeah. He said they don't go to y'all because they don't trust y'all. Y'all not a unified front. Because y'all playing mommy daddy games. And he said that y'all not. The same way he on y'all, y'all should be on them. Like white on rice. That's what he said. He said, I ain't about to let up. He said, you know better. He said, I expect better. You could do better. Ooh. And I was like, man, yo. Ooh. I was like, that was, man, Ooh. we was, I know, hey, we was out at 29 Palms and that was it. That was my breaking point, though. Said, and if you feel good, you do good. And he said, he said, hey, Corporal. Uh-oh. Corporal Smith, you got a problem? I said, I said, actually. I pull your car. I said, actually, Gunsart. Oh. Hey, I, can we talk? Oh, I like that. I said, can we talk? And he was like, oh, yeah, okay. He said, he said, all right. He said, and I told him my story, you know. And we talked, and he said, you know what, man? He said, the reason I'm on you is because I see something yeah. in you, and I care about it. Yeah. I care about you, and I know what you get, your potential, what you can do. Like, you could be good for this organization. Mm-hmm. Not just the unit I was in, for the entire organization. He said, but you got to understand something. He said, y'all get wrapped around yourselves as individuals. Mm. But... What these junior Marines see is the rank. They see corporal or they see sergeant. Mm -hmm. And they say, if one corporal doing it, the, the rest of them got to be doing it. Mm -hmm. So they don't look at y'all individually, look at y'all like, oh, if this corporal trying to do this, and if that corporal trying to do that, then they must all be the same. He said, y'all got to get on the same page. Hmm. And you can do it. Because you know what? I'll, I will light up another corporal in a heartbeat. Light them up. Bro, you ain't doing what I'm doing. Because yeah. what I'm doing is right. And yep. I know it's right because right. I'm following that guy. Right. That guy right there. You see that first song mm -hmm. up there? That's the one I'm following right and, there. And he wasn't wrong, dog. No. Because they was trying to, dog. Back door. They over here talking. Bro, they was doing the most with these junior Marines. Pillow they talk. Trying... Bro, underneath the goddamn pillow and the mattress. Hmm. And then come to work and expect the Marine to do what they say do. That ain't no leadership. That ain't right, dog. No. They they out there because you... You supposed to be training and mentoring these individuals. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you, don't, you doing stuff you ain't got no business doing. No business. 
And then you want to come to work and be like, oh, I, because I'm a corporal, I told you to do this. You can get the about my guy thing on Because you, you told me to do it, right. but if I know it ain't the right thing to do. Or if I know you ain't, you telling me to do something, I know you definitely not You doing. definitely didn't do it. Right, because you up here trying to do the most with me. Right, you over here telling me, go ahead on it and lift the truck up. Did you lift the truck up, corporal? Why am I doing it, corporal? And where you at? Hmm. Invisible, because you're not out here on the line with you us. You telling me to be out here in 110 degree weather, but you sitting in the AC chilling. The devil is alive we'll on your both, phone. We'll TikTok both be frosty in here. About to be beatboxing on your head. Crazy man, and you know, at then you know, I didn't really understand where he was coming from. I didn't you, understand. You were young. I was. Okay. I had some growing to do. It's okay. And he was like, "I ride you because I you. It's there." It's something about you. It's there. Right. And he said, and your faith. He said, you, your faith, you had faith in God when it wasn't cool to have faith in God. You talked about God when nobody else would talk about God. Mm-hmm. You were doing that. Mm-hmm. He said, it's something in you. It's a light in you. Mm-hmm. And he said, you just need something. You just need to, you need a push. Yeah. And I ain't going to stop. Nope. To this day, man, Sergeant Major's still on me. I be calling him, calling him now and then, calling him. Because, you know, sometimes I get discouraged and I, 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 you know, I talk to him and, you know, he motivates me. He's still leading and mentoring me to it's this day. It's not a lot of people like that, though. It's not. You only run to, I'm telling you, probably three or four good people that I ran across in my entire Marine Corps career that cares enough about a person and the organization. But, you know, it's, it's people out there that's doing that to people that don't deserve it. Mm. And these guys are dirt bad, and, right. and they got somebody out here showing them, showing them the the way, and they still doing dirt bag and stuff, but they getting to the top, to the top, and then trying to lead me and try to tell me now, what I'm doing is wrong. Not when I'm watching you, right? When I'm watching you do the wrong stuff, I'm seeing it. I'm watching you firsthand train some Marines to do the wrong thing, and then gonna try to chastise another Marine. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you're not leading by example. You not being that example that you want somebody else to be, but do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. That whole situation with him, you know, I feel like it it helped me build some resiliency, cause I was a couple for a long time, man. I was a couple for three years. Yeah. And I had nothing negative, nothing negative, no negative paperwork. I I think I was a corporate for about three years. Three years, bro, and I was just like, you know what? I don't know what, you know. It, it was to the point where I was like. I'm just going, if it come, you know, it come. And you know, my, my goal was to get Sergeant in the first four years, mm-hmm. but the MOS closed out. Yes, sir. And bro, I was top tier. Yep. And, you know, and definitely there. N- not, not a thing. Nobody could hold against me, bro. And I, you talking about a head hunter, Boy, you talking about cutthroat. People don't understand that. You talking about holding a line. Yeah, they don't understand. Bro. They don't understand, man. And like they, I'm telling you, cutting score wasn't nothing to play with, boy. That was a soul snatcher. But it, it when was, it closed out. I'm glad that I was a corporal for three years because mm-hmm. it gave me that time to grow. And you already knew how to be a sergeant when it was time to be put on you. Right. And now it's not. Yep. You earned it, every bit of it. And that's what he was telling me. He said, Yeah, you he said, Yeah. He said, You you gonna see a lot of people get promoted for you. Before you're gonna see a lot of MOSs get promoted before you said, so, but the thing that's gonna be different between you and them, you're gonna already know what to do at that rank. Yeah, they're gonna learn how to do that rank when they get that when rank. When they get there, but you already gonna know how to do it. So, I mean, and he said it's gonna catch up, it's gonna catch up with them. People get promoted fast and quick, it catch up with them eventually, mm-hmm. and they be sitting there for a minute. But yeah, man, it just made me resilient. And you know, he would like shouts out to that man, man, because he, he stayed on me. And he helped me get a better understanding. You know, at that time I was young, like you said, I was young, didn't quite get it. But as years, as time, my time went on in the Marine Corps, I'm like, I understand where he was coming from. And I started experiencing that with my junior Marines. And I was like, oh, I already know how to fix. I already know how to, I already know what I need to do yeah, take to care fix of this. Yeah, and take care of them. Yeah. It's more than just teaching somebody to do something. Like you gotta, when you're training these Marines, they should be able to do what you doing. They should be able to know your job, take take over your job, and keep running. Mm-hmm. Something like secession of command or something like that. Something, something like that. I don't know. They ain't teaching too much of that no more. <laughs>
and I'm I'm glad that you had somebody you know in your corner like that that could talk to you and, and mentor you and you know be there when you needed a, a push need somebody to light a fire in your ass you know the ultimate thing was that he was there to guide you we we all need that at times um, but at, at least you have somebody you know um, I can't I can't say that. I had somebody, um, you know, in my corner like that. And I wish I did because, you know, it, it would have been, it would have been perfect. The last time I seen something like that, really somebody like that, that was willing to, you know, take the time and, and, you know, pull to the side was at boot camp when I, when I had my senior, he actually, he actually, you know, we were, we, it was some things that happened at boot camp where we he took care of us enough where we felt like we disappointed that guy because of something that happened. So that was probably, I would say that's probably the last time I felt that way, which is quite sad, you know. But, you know, maybe maybe it's me, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard because I know what it feels like. I want to ask that question, though, like when – we feel these things and we go through some of these things and we bounce back and stuff. What are, um, what are some sources that we can tap into? You know, military one source is a good, a good Avenue. They can definitely get you to some counseling. And, and if that's some of the things you need, uh, point you in the right direction. You also got the M flat. That's a military family life counselor. You know, I feel some type of way about it. But, you know, you're right. If you got them, you could always talk to them. And, if, you know, if it, and if it gets to it, you know, hopefully it doesn't get to the point that you need to call the suicide hotline. But that is an avenue. It is. Because you, get there, don't be afraid. The thing is, don't ev- be afraid. Everybody is different. Right. You know, right. and a lot of people can't handle what others can handle. Right. You never know what they went through. Yeah. You know, before. And that could be their breaking point. Yeah. You know, just make sure you reach out. Give somebody that opportunity to help you. You can't say that everybody's sucking, everybody not there for you if you ain't giving nobody the yeah. opportunity. Yeah. Cause you within yourself, you gotta give your chance. Give you give yourself a chance. Yeah. Help them. Yeah. Help you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, hey, I look to God. I look to God. I look to Jesus Christ. You know, He's my Savior. And I look to Him. I ask Him and and I pray with Him. And, you know, He, he he has a, a way of giving you exactly what you asked for. Out of nowhere. He, he'll make a way. He definitely will. And I try my best in everything I do to give him honor, glory, glory and praise because I know if it had not been for him, ain't nothing possible. And he's got me through a lot of dark times, got me through a lot of you know, times where I felt like I, I was going to give up. He's the number one key in my, my efforts to be resilient. He's healing. He's spiritual. That's who I look to and I turn to. Whoever you might pray to or whoever it is that you, there's a spiritual link that you also can seek. And then just talk, maybe a, maybe a friend. Get you a good friend that'll listen to you. Yeah, that's always helpful. And don't be afraid, man. Like, cause I know we, you know, us as, as men, we try to, you know, fit this narrative that's painted for us. Mm-hmm. We sometimes lose track of who we are. Oh, yeah, because we too tough. We ain't supposed to be emotional. Well, sometimes it's okay to be emotional, especially because you you never know. Like, somebody might have the same story as you. You got to allow yourself to be vulnerable sometimes and open up. You don't know what you don't know. You miss 100% of the shots you never take. Mm -hmm. But it's true. A closed mouth don't get fed. Yes, sir. Understand that. Yes, sir. If you don't open your mouth, no one's going to understand what you're going through because they don't read minds. There's people out there that you could talk to. There's uh, different avenues of approach where you can get answers that you need, but you just have to be willing to take that first step. That's the biggest issue with anything. You just, that, that first step is always the hardest, but once you take it, it gets easier. Right. Don't think that stuff is instantly going to change. Oh, (laughs) cause I know this is a generation of instant gratification. Yeah. And y'all get bored. 
Real quick. Real quick. If ain't something going your way immediately. And then when you don't get that answer, you over here throwing a hissy fit. Yep. Well, let let the hey trust the process. Yep. You that's what it. it's about. It's all that's a lot of people. It's not all. It's not. It's not about getting to the end of the journey. It's the journey in itself. Mm-hmm. It's where you seek the reward. Where you where you find a reward. Don't get defeated. Don't get. Don't feel like you can't achieve the goal you want to achieve because the first time it didn't work. It might be no right now, but that doesn't mean that it's no. Right. It's just it's not the right time. Yeah, you know they the say the time is not right. If at first you don't succeed, hey, Aaliyah said it the best. What they say? What she said? She said, "Try again. Dust yourself off and try again." Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yes, like, Lord. don't be defeated by it and, uh, you know, pick yourself up, dust it off. It's going to make you stronger. Yeah, if it don't kill you. That's it. And yes, you're going to get through it. Um, yes, Lord. So, before we go out and close this thing out, we just want to remind y'all about that merchandise is in, baby. Y'all see us out here. We ripping Sorry. it and get you to get, let you get a little back view, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you ripping that, it. They dog. can't. Okay, let me <laughs> Like you gave him, you gave him a half step. Were y'all able to see it? Yeah, look, man. Yes, sir. Get him. It's getting real cold out here. So we just want to let y'all know we got some of that merchandise and we appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Let us know. Let us know what y'all want. Hey, look, I can't I can't keep on uh beating this dead horse. And I need y'all to understand this. Look, we putting this, we doing this for y'all. This ain't for us. Um so when we tell y'all, like, share, comment, you know, subscribe, all that stuff, like, we really mean it. Give us feedback. I said in every video, like, when we say feedback, we need y'all to go in there, comment, mm-hmm. say something. Like, somebody, a lot of y'all are going through this stuff. Just speak on it. We want to have this open... Conversation, yes, this an open, open dialogue. dialogue. Yes. Yeah. So, some of y'all are really going through this stuff. Not all, and if you aren't, but you can speak to it because you have people, you know people that have been through stuff. Like, just speak on it. Like, yes, sir. Come talk to us. Open platform to, mm-hmm. to discuss any and everything. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Right. And we also looking for ideas, like some things that y'all would like to talk about, like, like us to bring up on this podcast. We open to it. We pushing it out to you so you can give it to us so we can bring it back to you. Yeah. You know, we don't hold back over here. We give it to y'all raw. Yes, Lord. Sit up straight. Look at me. It's your boy, Jay. Talk to me. I talk back. It's your boy, Mel. Thank y'all for tuning in. This is Pass the Word Podcast. Y'all know what y'all need to do. Y'all need to go ahead and pass that word.